When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Still doing our $30 million fully guaranteed this year. I would not anticipate that there's another one-year extension here. Either the Vikings and Kirk Cousins do a long-term extension that locks him up as their franchise quarterback, or potentially they keep their options open and let Cousins play out this existing deal. Remember, he was franchise tagged twice by Washington. So for the Vikings to make it, use a third tag on Cousins after the 2023 season, it would be an astronomical number, over $50 million, probably unlikely. So this is not just about charting the courts for 2023. It's about the big picture of the Vikings quarterback position as they figure out what to do contractually. Wow. Wow. Reckless speculation on a Monday or is it from reckless? our guy, Tom Pilser. Well, it's, in, it's informed. It's informed it's very, speculation. I think it's very informed. informed speculation. Yeah. Yeah, this is the time of year now. By the way, welcome back. Declan is back from mm-hmm. 75, think, uh, 80 degree weather. He got out the sun just before away. the snow-nami, and now he is back in the saddle. Although Judd was trying during our roster manipulation, getting rid of Eric Kendricks. Mm-hmm. Judd speculated that you might be a cap casualty because oh. AJ stepped in like Brian Asamoa. It's a sour cap job, so... I got a um, vesting option, I think, here in a couple weeks. So we, we, we'll have a countdown yeah. clock just like those guys and the executive producer. We'll, All I know we'll see is what age, age stepped in, caught eight passes for 115 yards, a touchdown. It was garbage time. It was a garbage time. A lot of people time. were impressed. A lot Friday. of people were very impressed. The bosses told me, wow, where did that come from? I'm like, yeah, it's a good scouting department. Other people were like, wow, how did Declan grow such a werewolf beard, yeah. uh, beard overnight, <laughs> 24 hours? What happened? Uh, love it. So this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings, not only uh, entertainment, but off-season speculation. So if you kind of went away when the Vikings got bounced in the playoffs, but now you're wading back into the waters here of Vikings Contentville because the Combine uh, kicks off this week. This is the week where not only do players coming out of college wear shorts and tight Under Armour shirts and run around and get timed, this is where NFL agents and executives get drunk at the bar together and speculate on player movement. Mm-hmm. So um, we've got some interesting things. to st- We'll get with, to the Pelissero report here in a second, but the show is presented in part by our friends at TCL, now an official partner of the NFL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. So just to reiterate with Tom Pelissero, uh, friend of the show and friend in our lives, Tom Pelissero, He said, I would not anticipate another one-year extension for Cousins. Either the Vikings and Cousins do a long-term extension that locks him up as their franchise quarterback, 
Also keeping in mind he's going to be 35 years old. Or potentially they keep their options open and let Cousins play out the existing deal. So that means, and he's, well, let, let me take a step back. Knowing how this all works, the information superhighway that is the NFL, and knowing how Tom Pelissero, our friend, operates, all right? And I haven't talked to Tom since he reported this. I don't think you have either. Maybe you have. Mm. This isn't just him, like, licking his finger and sticking it into the wind on live TV, right? That's what we do, damn it. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's, our that's job. what we that's do. Our, that's our job. <laughs> get away from it. How would you interpret, before we get into, like, what this means for the Vikings, how would you interpret what Tom just said on national TV? Well, I'm going to guess when it comes to the discussion of Kirk Cousins that right now the information people, you know, that could be Ian Rappaport, Tom Schefter, go down that entire list. Right now they'd probably be getting more information from agents than they would the teams because, you know, Kirk Cousins is under contract. The Vikings don't talk a ton. I'm not saying that you can't get information from them. You definitely can. But just to try to put the pieces of the puzzle together, my guess is that Mike McCartney, who is um, Cousins' agent who's done a by the way hall of fame agent job mike mccartney bravo you i've have, got i've got more on that later by the way you are, you are 100% un, correct. Yep. you are unbelievable <laughs> at what you do but i am going to and again i haven't talked to tom so i have no idea but in just trying to put the puzzle together i'm going to guess that this information came from mike now understand we are still in the pre-combine which officially starts on tuesday stages of things here and so this could, I, I would describe this probably as fluid, but I think everything Tom said is probably what the Cousins camp has been told. The only thing is, I'm guessing that when he said that he thinks the Cousins um, would probably like to do a longer-term extension, that that comes from McCartney as well. And my guess is that the ask on that extension, which probably would be the last contract of Cousins' career, certainly the last mm-hmm. substantial one, that they are asking for more than the Vikings will give. And the Vikings have nothing to lose in their minds by saying, okay, then you're going to play out the last year of a very lucrative contract. So I'm guessing the information source is the Cousins camp and that everything Tom reported is what they have basically, the feeling they've gotten or flat out so far what they've been told by the Vikings. I think your instinct is right here. And it makes sense if your Cousins and the Cousins agency slash camp that this would be a, a, a big-time turning point, sort of fork in the road for what the rest of your career and the rest, you know, financially, everything, where you're going to live, where you're going to play. This is the A. I know that Tom Brady played for another decade, and there's definitely some some examples. Drew Brees played at a high level, but you can't just assume that at age 38 or 39, you're going to be playing at a high level. So this is a great point for him to say, all right, let's leverage the fact that I just had eight fourth-quarter comebacks Put up some pretty damn good statistics again. And we won 13 games. It's the best team performance that any of Kirk Cousins' franchise has ever had, right? This is this is a the team would be pushing, or I'm sorry, the 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 camp would be pushing the team for how about three or four more years? Let's really make this about retiring as a Viking. Let's get him to age 38, 39. The Vikings might say, okay, we'll hear you on that. But we need some more flexibility to be able to move money around. It can't just be this fully guaranteed ironclad contract again. Mm-hmm. So this is that's kind of where the I, I I believe this 100%. There's neither side has any incentive to do like a a one year deal. If your cousins and the Vikings say, hey, we'll do we'll tack another year onto this thing, wouldn't you rather just bet on yourself in 2023, hit free agency, 
and maybe have one more shot to sign a three-year deal with some other franchise? Well, why would either side want to do one more year instead of just riding it out or a long-term flexible contract? That's where I'm at with this. Thing. If he would do one more year that the team found palatable, I think that works for the Vikings because it's kicking the can down the road as far as trying to, one, it gives you more time insulated to find your next quarterback, and two, anything that avoids the start of Justin Jefferson's new contract is palatable to me. At, but that's where the collision course, I'm guessing – and th- this is not going to be part of Tom's report, but I'm guessing the collision course is Jefferson's contract kicking in in full. And you cannot then have Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson uh, basically taking up a huge portion of your entire cap. Mm-hmm. And so I think the Vikings would probably be okay with, with short term again. But, you know, the Co- the Cousins camp has always dealt with what – and. Look, make of this what you will. What they feel is very is the best for Kirk, and what gives Kirk the best possible deal. It's why we, we talked about last week, where I just don't think the Cousins people are ever going to go in and say, you know what, we have made a ton. Now it's time to win, and we are going to take less. You know, in, in fact, we would love to see the maturation of Justin Jefferson's career with the full understanding that one day Justin will surpass what Kirk is making. I don't think that's how they think. And so I think this is all generated from a place of what can we do to make Kirk as happy as possible financially, which has always sort of been the end game since he got here in eighteen. But see, but that's where and, and so and for Dex too, I brought this up with Judd like halfway through an episode last week, and I'll I'll bring it to the forefront right now because I did a little digging on this, and my my suspicion was correct. So my my main thought here is Kirk Cousins, if he cares about winning a Super Bowl, he will approach the Vikings or through his agent or whatever, and say, hey, I'm not going to play hardball anymore. I'm not going to strong arm. Five years ago, that was my first big life-changing contract. That was the net worth contract. That was the prove myself to the NFL and set a precedent contract. I have made, this is what I want him to say to the Vikings, I have made the 11th most money of any player in NFL history. Only 10 players in NFL history have made more money playing football than Kirk Cousins. He's going to make it. It's it's like 200, let's see here, $201 million, I want to say. Yes, $201 million playing football in his career. He's due another $30 million in cash for 2023. By the way, the 10 guys above him on this list have combined for 17 Super Bowl rings. Kirk has made twice as much money in the NFL as Tiger Woods has on the PGA Tour. That's nuts. <laughs> now, Tiger has made like another billion dollars right. through, yeah, endorsements and just licensing deals and things. But in terms of on the field, on the golf course, Kirk has made almost twice as much money as Tiger Woods has. If I'm him in this situation, I'm 35 years old, it's a different game for me and my family than it was five years ago. There are a bunch of holes on this roster. I have never been to an NFC championship game, let alone a Super Bowl, let alone winning a Super Bowl. This is football legacy time for him at this point. And no one's asking him to play for a dollar or play for, but instead of 30 or $40 million in cash or whatever his market value would be on this next contract, probably even higher because the cap goes up, right? How about 20, 25? And it's going to piss off the Players Association. But Tom, this is another crazy thing. Tom Brady, the data goes back to 2011 on Spotrack. Tom Brady was never a top three cap hit in the NFL, was never the highest paid player, 
and was never a top three cap hit. Kirk Cousins has been a top three cap hit in three of the last four seasons. Is it his fault that the defense is garbage? Is it his fault that they've whiffed on a bunch of draft picks? No. Not, not, no. I'm, no one's blaming him for everything. But based on what needs to happen for this team right now and based on how much he has already made in his NFL career, it's reasonable to ask him, hey, do you really want to win a Super Bowl? Because if you do, you're not going to be fighting for 40 or $45 million a year anymore. That's where I'm at with this thing. Yeah, and I get it. He's made a ton of money. Um, he's entering his age 35 season. He's made, a, he's made a lot of dough. I get where the Vikings are coming from where they say, well, we, we can't keep doing the one-year problem because we're just going to keep creating the same problem every year, every other year where you're basically lowering the cap hit but still putting that dead money on. And remember, he's got $12 million just in void money in 2024. So they're basically paying for him not to play for them starting a year from now. And I'm not sure the parameters, if you work out a new deal, like what happens to that void? Does that void just go away? Does that void get onto the it, like contract? You have to absorb it in. Sure. So You have to absorb it in. So it, it's, it, it exists. And yeah. You have to figure out what to do with it. So basically, at, at the very worst, they will pay him $12.5 million basically to not play for them in 2024 if they do indeed move on, which is, which is fine, I guess, because that's how they were able to lower it so it wouldn't be completely astronomical and they got out of them. But from Kirk's side of things, I think what is the conundrum that is happening here is, so he's always been known for the statistics, right? He's always put up great statistics. But last year, his statistics, if you want to just look at the 30,000-foot box score, his statistic drops, right? I mean, his passer rating was lower. He threw more interceptions, right? His quarterback rating was lower. But the perception, right? Perception changed a little bit. Eighth, fourth quarter comebacks, eighth game-winning mm-hmm. drive. So then it's like, all right, if we want to orchestrate of – hey, I've done all this, right? I've had a 100-plus passer rating in three straight seasons, but hey, your number's dropped. Hey, you're now 35. Things are now changing a little bit. We don't want to commit to you long-term because you're older now. And the unicorns that were, you know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers to a degree, Drew Brees, those are anomalies, right? Like, just because you're now, those quarterbacks played well into their late 30s is not a guarantee that guys like Kirk Cousins were seeing with Russell Wilson potentially that doesn't mean that it just automatically translates that quarterbacks can be elite and play into their late 30s. So that's the that's the interesting part that I'm so fascinated about because I think the perception of Kirk went up last year, the statistics went down, which then, mm-hmm. how does that affect a new contract for him? Mm-hmm. I'll be very clear. There is no conundrum. There is no problem here. And Kirk is a champion. He is a Kirk Super Bowl <laughs> RS contracts. Like, we're talking like this man is suddenly going to morph into a different person because he sees he found the god of championships. I got to win a championship. You know how at the end of Super Bowls they have like that weird trumpet music with the Lombardi trophy? Bum, ba, ba, bum, ba, ba, bum, ba, 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 bum. And the falling. And they're walking it down. They should do that with Kirk holding up his new his new signed contract. Just the confetti is falling. Or all his contracts. Bum, ba, bum, ba, ba, bum, ba, 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 bum. All of his contracts, like every one of them, sh- should be in Canton, Ohio, at the Pro Football <laughs> Hall of Fame. Because Here's the that pen is what... that he signed the first <laughs> guaranteed contract with. Mike should McCartney and Kirk Cousins have won. They have won the game of money, and that's what they care about. Like there, if if they didn't, the per- the I think the smart perception of Kirk would be much different. Because if they had said, if Kirk Cousins in 2018. By the way, after being done wrong in his mind, and maybe rightfully so, by Dan Snyder in Washington, if Kirk had been like, you know what, I'm going to go to a new team and we're going to get this all right. Financially, we're just going to get this right. But he got franchised twice, which in his mind was a slight. Of course, it pays you really well, but it was a slight. 
But instead, he said, I'm going to get a three-year contract, which in this league is incredibly short-term, um, especially at that age. And I am going to get all guaranteed money. Kirk became a hero of the Players Association and yeah. the league. And he so should he, be, that's great. He should be so, applauded for that first contract. It's great. Absolutely. And, but what I'm saying is that that contract was what Kirk will want until the day that every team tells him that you can't play. So he's not ever going to say. So you don't think he cares about his football no, legacy? I don't think he is going. I, I think he does. I just think it's going to. I think the the contract legacy is up here for, for those who are watching us. And the football part is about here, which is a pretty wide divide in the fact that this man and his representatives have established what quarterbacks in their mind should be paid and then let the team figure it out. And if they can't, that's too bad. I think there's essentially, if if you're Kirk or you're a Vikings fan here, I don't think there's a lot of gray area with what they face this offseason going into 2023 and maybe 24. Yes. You have to decide, do you want the team to be better? Do you want the team to win a championship at some point? Right. Or do you want to make sure that Kirk Cousins gets the bag again and that another generation of great, 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 great grandkids has an extra $40 million in inheritance money? Well, they've got like six or seven starting position holes to fill. And one pick in the top 86. The adult in the room has to be the team. Like, nobody can worry about what Kirk wants, what Kirk... I don't... You know, you've got to disassociate yourself, whether you like him or not. He is he is a product. And as a product, you cannot pay him again. And they know that. Again, it cannot run into... His money cannot run into JJ's. Unless you're going to trade JJ, which I don't think you're going to do. So there is no... Like, I, I think you're right. I think there is no decision here. I think if the Cousins camp says we'd like three or four years and this is what we want guaranteed again, you say thank you very much. Um, and the reality is this. The Wilfs brought in Quasi and Kevin O'Connell, and O'Connell especially, to identify Kirk's replacement. As much as to work with Kirk and to try and smooth things over from how things went with Zimmer and Kirk, Kevin O'Connell is there to find the young replacement who's going to give this team a franchise quarterback on a rookie contract. That is his That is his number one thing. If Kevin O'Connell leaves here having not done that, Kevin O'Connell's probably a failure here. So, like, I'm with you, Phil. I don't think this is tough at all. I think this plays out with, if Kirk says, I want a lot, you say, thank you very much. You've got a, a year left. And you know what? We will revisit this if you win a Super Bowl. If you win a Super Bowl, yeah, you know what? Let's go talk. But short of that, we will have a new quarterback in 2024. Even when fans say, but who's it going to be? That's why Kevin O'Connell's here. And if he can't identify that guy, you have run into a major problem with the coach that you hired. I just wonder, though, if because what, what Tom Pelissero is reporting here is that the comfortable option for both sides, which is the one year, we'll just tack another year on. Oh, we'll just tack another year on. They've done that a couple times now. Even the first commitment was only a three-year commitment. It was the whole relationship has been uh, okay. Let's schedule another date. Yeah, let's schedule another date. It's a lot of one-night stands. Let's or let's let's yeah. rent our next place. Yeah. let's not buy our next place. It's yeah. all kind of they're both both sides are kind of feeling each other out for five years, and uh, it's been it's been comfortable. Kirk has been fine. He has helped the Vikings be competitive, but if Tom is saying the comfortable option is off the table, that there is at the end of this next season. 
we're either going to get married or we're going to part ways. Well, if you're cousins, wouldn't your reaction be, because this is how this is going to play out. Cousins camp is going to go to the Vikings and say, hey, he wants to retire a Viking. He, he wants to retire a Viking, but he also wants to get paid a lot of money to retire a Viking. Yes. So here's what we think contractually. We think it's whatever, $200 million over four or five, whatever it is. And the Vikings say, Ooh, yeah, we just, we, you know, you take care of your body. You don't get, you don't get hurt very often, but we've got a Derisaw contract coming up. We've got a Jefferson contract coming up. And so the only way we would do like a three or four year deal is if we have the option to maybe get out of it after a year or two, like the Derek Carr contract. Remember that Derek Carr, right? Five year deal for $40 million a year. It was like actually kind of, it was a hundred million for 10 years. Oh, I'm sorry. It's $12. It was like one year of guarantees or something. The Vikings would sign up for that because it would give, if the Vikings could get Cousins on like a four year deal with one year guaranteed, it would give them all this flexibility to move off of it, to move money into the future. But Cousins Camp isn't going to do that. They'd rather just hit the open market again in a year from now. So they're going to go back and forth on this, maybe at the combine this week. They're going to reach an impasse. I would, this is my bet. They're probably going to reach an impasse. Cousins Camp wants this. Vikings Camp wants that, which has happened before. And then the easy solution is, oh, what if we just, uh, let's just tack another year onto this thing and we'll figure it out later, right? But if that option's off the table, what will Cousins Camp reaction be to the Vikings saying no to a long-term deal? Will they say, okay, we'll just play out the final year and uh, hit free agency? Or would they say, go call San Francisco then? He doesn't want to play. He doesn't want to be a lame duck, especially if you're just going to, you're going to draft someone now in April and he's going to have to, Right. Like, teach that guy how to be a professional quarterback. I could see this thing kind of going off the rails at some point in the next two or three weeks. I really could. That could potentially be great fun. Um, I'm going to guess with the Cousins. I'm going to guess the reality is unless the Vikings suggest a trade potentially. Because, and again, you know, Kirk's got full control. It's a full uh, no trade clause in his contract. I'm going to guess there's a probably, let's say, a 5% chance or so that that takes place where Kirk's camp is like, okay, man, if you're not going to do play ball, let's, let's talk elsewhere. Um, but I think the right, you know, I think relationships are good enough now between the coach and Kirk and really the team and Kirk, where there also might be just a reality check of that's not what we want to do. Like we still want him back. It's no problem, but we just can't keep committing to long-term contracts Kevin is here in large part to find the next guy. And so if you want a long-term contract, let's play this thing out. Um, You continue to say that you're worth X, Y, and Z. And so let's see, can you win a Super Bowl? Can you win multiple playoff games for the first time in your career? So I don't even know because the relationship's pretty good between the team and Kirk now. I don't know that there, that that problem would exist where Kirk demands out, but I mean, I just think that this team has the obligation at this point to have a plan in place, and I think they'd bring Kirk back again on another 2024 one-year contract. But beyond that, I don't see them. I, I that's it. I mean, but, if he but, gets but the, there, the, that's the, it. The problem with the one-year contract is it just continues to shove. Because, like Declan said earlier, they've already, by the way that they've had to finagle this. They're on the hook for $12.5 million in dead money in 2024, and he's not even on the team right now. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, you're going to, let's say you do a, a $40 million extension into 2024. 
So now he's guaranteed $70 million over the next couple of years. And in order to bring the cap hit down from $36 million this year, because you're you have the third worst cap situation in the league right now. You're trying you're you're gonna wind up filling probably six or seven starting spots on defense, center, maybe right guard. If I'm cousins, I'm saying, what do I need to do to get an actual professional right guard in the building via free agency that's not just a twenty two year old idiot? Like that's what I, hey, we've made two hundred million dollars. Can we earmark like twelve million of whatever I was going to make and spend it? Promise me you'll spend it on a professional 28-year-old right guard so that I'm not getting stepped on by Ed Ingram? You think like a guy who cares about wins, though. And Kirk cares more about, I mean, he's made this very, very clear. I I don't know how much clearer he has to make that he cares about finances first. Well, the other funny thing is people, when we have this conversation, and I've already seen it a few times this morning on Twitter, okay, would you take a pay cut then to build out this, that? Okay, well, let's put ourselves in Kirk's cleats for a second. If you're asking me if I had $200 million in the bank, generations yeah. of future Mackies are going to be covered to go to college, do it, literally have mansions, do whatever the hell they want. If you're asking would I take a pay cut from, say, $40 million in cash to, like, $22 million to get some better teammates in a salary cap league, you GD right I would take that pay cut in a heartbeat. Mike, you- that's a ridiculous question. You would have done a multi-year contract, though. I, I think people don't get this. So, yes, there are times, and this league can be brutal, where there's just flat-out pay cuts. But I think what people don't get is what you would do if you wanted a Super Bowl as you left Washington, right? First of all, you're trying to, I would guess, find a team that you think can win a Super Bowl. 2018 Vikings, great defense, offense that's pretty damn good. Um, I'm the quarterback now. You would have at that time signed a longer-term contract that the team could have consistently played with that still would have gotten you a boatload of guarantees. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying anyone goes broke. I'm not saying the Cousinses are on the street now because Kirk screwed his family with a bad contract. But if if it had been you, Phil, with how you operate, you would have signed like a six-year contract at that time. Well, said, let's try and get a Super Bowl. Let's try and get two, and, and let's make it flexible enough, though, so that we can do what you're talking about, which is, okay, we're going to move the contract around to 2019 because we have a guard that we need or a but, defense that we need. But why is it so outlandish, like however you structure it, why is it so outlandish, a guy who's made more money playing football than all but 10 people in the history of Earth, he's made almost a quarter billion dollars playing football, okay? Why is it so outlandish to suggest, hey, now it's time when people talk about Kirk Cousins in 10, 20 years from now, do you want them to talk about how much money you made and how how rich your family is, but how you really didn't ever win a big game? Or would you rather do something contractually at the end of the, the career run here? you got maybe three, four, five years left. Would you want to be a little bit uh, more flexible there and have a chance to actually go go win a Super Bowl, dude? Like, what what's missing from his legacy at this point? It ain't money. It's not financial clout or status with the NFLPA. People question whether he's a winning quarterback, right? Like, it's an, I, would, I would play to his ego if, if from that perspective if I'm the Vikings. Hey, dude, how do you want people to think about you in 15 or 20 years? But his, his insecurities are overcome by the fact that he is paid that, that much. The money defines him. The money defines him, not the championship. It, it doesn't have to. He's still, I, yes, and you know what? If you could rewire his brain, that would be great, but you can't. 
I mean, look, Kirk Cousins, if nothing else, all right, we know this. He's got his consistent tells. There are Cousins tells. One is, and I think this was partially driven by the fact that he felt that he was treated so poorly by Washington, despite the fact they franchised him twice. The money drives him. Like, that is his big thing. Like, he loves the fact that that he is on a top 10 list. That includes nothing, for the most part, but Super Bowl champions and Kirk Cousins. That's the first thing. The other thing is, on fourth and eight, in a playoff game, with the season on the line, he reverted back to who he is, which is he checked it down for three yards. Now, Kirk allows the excuses to take place all around him. Well, it's not his fault, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't chime in, but he also doesn't stop it. But the reality is, when push comes to shove, when Kirk's back is up against the wall, there are certain things that Kirk is not going to change. Money, how he plays. He's willing to take chances. Damn it, in a November 13th game in Buffalo, he's going to throw that pass to J.J. now because he's been emboldened to by his coach, and he can make the pass. And you know what? Unbelievable play. And then Kirk's going to say, and this is another Cousins tell post-game, that wasn't really a great pass. Instead of, oh, my God, did you guys all see what we just did? That was, that, that was really irresponsible. That, that, that's not a great pass. So I just I think you're asking for a transformation of a man who is very much set in his ways when things are on the line. And in this case, his contract, I think, I think his contract is as, as important or more so, Phil, than fourth and eight with the season on the line. And he consistently wins. Get ready for one incredible night of rock. With Static X and Seven Dust, Machine Killer North American Tour, Saturday, May 18th, Myth Live, with special guests, Dope, and Lines of Loyalty. Tickets on sale now at MythLive.com or eTix.com. Don't miss Static X and Seven Dust. Well, but if, if what, I don't know if I say, I, maybe I'm just being a naive Pollyanna here and I'm not obviously a huge Kirk Cousins fan or supporter. I've poked more holes than anyone, but you basically the last few years, but I just think he's a different guy than he was on the field five years ago. When the Vikings brought him in five years ago, they were ready to win big. They had already gone to the NFC championship game. Their defense was still top five in the league. They had the probably the best wide receiver tandem in the NFL. They had Dalvin cook. Kyle Rudolph in his prime. Offensive line was a little questionable, but nothing's going to be perfect. He wasn't ready. Kirk Cousins wasn't ready five years ago. I'm not saying he's Tom Brady ready now, but he's more ready now based on what some of the things he did in the fourth quarter, the aggressiveness. Um, analytically, he was one of the three best quarterbacks in the fourth quarter of close games, him and Patrick Mahomes and maybe a couple other guys. He's more ready now. But the roster isn't as good as it was five years ago because it has eroded. They've whipped on some draft picks, et cetera. And so I, I still think there's a world. It sounds like you disagree with me. I think there's a world where if and only if he decided, I want to play for championships, I want to make some money, I'm not going to play for free, but I'll do whatever you need me to do. If you need me to make 18 to 20 to $22 million instead of $40 million, I'm in. I think you can do enough in the draft. You can go get like five impact free agents with the money that you would save. I think there's a chance they can make a good run with him. You're saying at at no based on what you're saying that he is he short circuits in those moments. Yeah. That ultimately he's just he's he almost has a fear of success on, on a high level well, is kind of what you're saying that 
that there is no contract you would want to do with him. That's what no, you're saying. No, what I'm saying is in Kirk's world, there are certain tells. <clears throat> I'm getting choked up here. I'm getting very emotional. It is an emotional and, conversation. And yeah. the real the reality is one of the things is when the pressure is on, Kirk does certain things that aren't going to change. I know, but what but what contract would you do any contract with him? I would do if I could if I was the Vikings internally and I said, "You know what? I don't know exactly what direction we're going here." Could we get another year at a decent price? Which they might, and, and I mean, clearly they're saying no right now. Clearly they're saying no. We want three or four years. So what I'm saying is that one, I don't think Cousins is going to accept anything that would, to what you're trying to explain, you know, lead to okay, I'm going to be selfless here. And second of all, if I'm the Vikings, I agree with with the, the report from Tom. I'm sure as hell not going to do three or four years. Mm-hmm. And, no. I'll, and I'll be clear about my stance. I am saying he needs to take less money if he cares about winning a Super Bowl, and I would still be on the hunt starting in April for my quarterback of the future. So those those two things aren't, like, separate or I want both. I want, right. him, I want him to play for football legacy, and I want the Vikings to find a quarterback for the next 10 years. And I want them to start doing it, like, now. Well, I agree with that months. completely. Simple as this. The legacy is in the bank. You not? I'm just. I'm telling you, it ain't going to change. Yeah. Well, we will. We'll find out here in the next few weeks once the the drunk agents and the drunk well, front office people get together in Indianapolis. And there's going to be a real come to Jesus there too, because you're you're going to get this Kirk thing. You're going to get the Jefferson thing. You're going. I, I mean, this is going to be this is going to be as interesting of Rubik's cube as Cap guy Rob Brzezinski has ever had to solve. I bet. Yeah. Well, and then one more thing, we'll we'll get to a mock here on this Monday, but like these people that people rip Joe Maurer forever because he was overpaid for the value that he brought, right? But it's like there's another group of people. I don't know if there's a Venn diagram that overlaps that like their right. their main goal is to make sure that everyone knows that Cousins is getting what the market value would give him. That if he hit free agency, he would be getting thirty, forty million dollars a year. We know. No one's arguing what his market value is. You can't win a Super Bowl paying all of your top players market value. It's a math problem. That's the that's the thing. Like the Kansas City Chiefs decided, well, we can't pay both Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill market value, so one of them needs to go and be traded for assets. And then they won a Super Bowl with the value that they got, the return, the eight rookies that were playing at a high level in the playoffs, right? You can't if Seven players at the top of your roster, you're going to pay all of them? You're going to fight for all of them to make market value? That is a sure ticket to a thin roster that gets bounced in the first round of the playoffs. To be very, very clear, what I'm saying is, even if he was the most selfless, humanitarian, I'm, you know, give me, give me $20 million and I'm going to donate it to hospitals, all right? Kirk Cousins is not going to win a Super Bowl. And here's why I say that. In a year in which he had eight fourth-quarter comebacks, in a year in which he was tricked up by a coach who I think behind the scenes probably did more work than we'll ever know, in a year in which his teammates clearly embraced him and loosened him up as much as possible, all of that, and 13 wins, he got to the playoffs. He lost in the first round. And in the moment of truth to, okay, this is the new Kirk, old Kirk showed up and said, I'm taking over right now. Right. But you know so, what, the, what the, the the default defense to that is? No pun intended. 
They had the one of the two or three worst defenses in the NFL. Why the why the defense let Daniel Jones and Right, but that's where I need my quarterback. Giants offense, you but, know. Right, but I need my quarterback in a situation like that to at at the least throw the ball nine yards. And he still couldn't do it. He will never win a Super Bowl. I've seen enough. I've seen enough and I've seen it over and over. And look, O'Connell got him, you know what? O'Connell got him on stage at the school play, and he finally got it right, and that was great. And then he said, all right, kid, we're going to Broadway. And he just gagged. He just, I mean, literally, think about this, you guys. He didn't, on fourth and eight, and I don't care if anyone doesn't like this, it was the moment of truth. You're still in the game, fourth and eight. Ball, let, let's say he throws to Jefferson, okay? Triple coverage, and it gets broken up or gets picked off. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, okay, that really sucked. A little kirky there, but you know what? He took he a shot. It. He took a shot. Would you? Yeah, that's a, that's another great question. He if didn't the, take a shot. If his season doesn't end in that fashion, if if he doesn't throw a check down with the season on the line, if he throws a pick in traffic to Justin Jefferson, would you, in all honesty, would you guys have ripped him for throwing an interception, or would you have? I think I would have said, you know what? He went down swinging just like he did you know all what I season said? long. And I, I love that. I love the yes. chance that he took. The interception doesn't matter. And I would have said so. What you just said at the outset of my comment, which is then it's more palatable to say, well, the defense really did suck, right? Because like Kirk went down the, swinging. The, and, and this is where I think the, the conversation gets like twisted around. If you're ranking you know, in the, our pie charts of blame throughout the season, I think largely highlighted how bad the defense was and the losses that they did have. Right? The pie chart of blame, blame for why the Vikings came up short in the playoffs for why they aren't as good as you had hoped or whatever is defense first the last few years, whiffing on defensive draft picks, aging players. The defense is the biggest reason why the Vikings have not gone further the last couple of years. But Kirk Cousins' contract is the biggest reason why they're going to have a hard time digging out from the hole that they're in defensively, interior offensive line, etc. Because they can't just go and like, wave a magic wand and find two starting cornerbacks and a guard. They don't have enough money. Now, some of the defensive players that are bloated too, those are problems too. Maybe we haven't spent enough time talking about Thielen's bloated contract and Harrison Smith's bloated contract. I feel like I have. But all those are going to be addressed as well here. The only one that might not get addressed in that fashion is the starting quarterback. And I feel like we should do an episode at some point too because this all comes back to a very important thing that I think because we have so few championship experiences we don't get as fans do you you know okay eight fourth quarter comebacks is awesome okay but do people realize how hard it is to win a championship eight fourth quarter comebacks in the regular season and 13 wins means nothing but kiss like i feel like and i get this with with hockey as well but it's like oh they can just get in and 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 maybe and you know what there have been examples of that but when you look at year in, year out, teams that win championships, how they're built, how the playoffs change, the games change. Football and, and hockey, it changes. There are, di- are, there are different things that are needed. There are different mentalities. Um, and the deeper you go in the playoffs, the more you get your ass kicked. And I feel like we don't even process that because we have so few reference points now. Mm-hmm. I'm not even blaming fans here. I'm saying... When you see 13 wins or when you see a win at Buffalo, which was an awesome game and a really cool win, do you realize in the playoffs that's tip of the iceberg stuff? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you've, that's you've, not a great. That's not a that. That's what. That's the norm of like a playoff game. You have Playoffs to do it four hard. times. Yeah, yes. you have to do it four, or three, three times if you get the the number one seed. Exactly. So yeah, let us know what would you guys do now that it sounds like the no, the number one option that they've leaned on both parties, which is the one we'll just tack another year on. That's off the table. You can either ride it out for one more year. You could also restructure that one year, which we talked about last week, um, which is probably where I would lean. Uh, or you can do a multi-year contract. What would you do? Tell us in the YouTube comment section. Uh, hit the subscribe button and the like button. All right, boys, it's time. I want to mock. Mock. To mock. Presented by our friends at Livia, helping Purple Daily listeners lose a lot of weight over the last 18 months or so. That's exactly right. There might be d- debate about Kirk, and there might be debate about sports in this town, but there's no debate that when it comes to weight loss, Livia Weight Control Centers is the place to start. A year plus ago now, I dropped 40 pounds, and the most important part is this, keeping the weight off. The dietitians, uh, th- their team will do a fantastic job of supporting you, helping you. The weight loss program itself is very simple, but the most important thing then is to continue to keep those pounds off and join today, and guess what? Get eight weeks for free. That's right, eight weeks for free if you join today, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Go to Minnesota's best weight loss program, Livia.com, is where the success starts and where you look great by spring. Also, Federated Insurance, if you are a next-generation business owner or leader and you're looking out the next 20, 30 years, what will the business landscape look like? Think about how much things have changed just over the last, well, two years, but... The last five or ten years, Federated puts a focus on helping next-generation business leaders. You can find out more about the legacy and the history of Federated Insurance that dates back to 1904 at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right, boys, we have – this is – I don't think I've ever seen a mock draft from this platform, but maybe we just haven't been looking hard enough. So 24-7 Sports, the uh, high school and college recruiting website, has an NFL mock draft here. With trades, by the way. This is the 20th mock that we have done in our mock draft roundup. About half of the Vikings' first-round picks are cornerbacks across the mockosphere. So we'll start with this. From 24-7 Sports, the number one overall pick to the Indianapolis Colts. And there's a report today from Adam Schefter, very timely going into the combine, (laughs) saying the Bears are likely to trade the number one pick, which translates to... Hey, uh, fellow NFL general managers, we're going to be down there in Indianapolis all week. Make us offers, please. Thank you. Exactly. Bryce Young to the Colts, number one overall. C.J. Stroud to the Texans, number two. Jalen Carter to the Cardinals. It sounds like Jalen Carter is not going to work out at the Combine, which is smart. No surprise. Pro day, right? Pro day probably, but yeah. Yeah. And then Will Anderson Jr., to the Bears at four. I'm going to skip around here. Keep going. Uh, there's the first cornerback, Joey Porter Jr. To the Lions. Uh, Anthony Richardson, the third quarterback off the board of the Raiders at seven. And then Are Will the Levis. Six, Phil? Uh, did the Lions trade up here, it looks like? Okay. I don't know. No, the Lions, yeah. No, they're sitting at six, right? They drafted Joey Porter Jr. Okay. And then Anthony Richardson, seven. Will Levis... Okay, yeah, it's a mock trade here with the Buccaneers trading up to eight with the Falcons, an interdivision trade. Mm. So Will Levis to the Buccaneers. Interesting. All right, let's let's scroll here. There's another cornerback. Uh, first receivers off the board are 
Quentin Johnston to the Texans at 12. And Jordan Addison to the Packers at 15. Ooh. Interesting. Ooh. That is. All right, let's, uh, let's get to the Vikings here. There's not even a write-up. They did a bunch of write-ups, but for some of these, they didn't. They didn't give you a write-up here, but 24-7 Sports has the Vikings selecting. <laughs> Out of Georgia, cornerback Kelly Ringo. I want a mock! Okay. Mock! Not the first time. It's the third time we've yeah. seen Kelly Ringo mocked to the Vikings here. Uh, the other two were CBS Sports and Lance Zierlein from NFL.com. So basically, 24-7 had a paper due. It was Sunday night. They hadn't started it. So they're just trying to get by with, we'll do some write-ups, but we're not going to do them all because i got to get this paper in tomorrow morning. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. All right. So he was, you can click on their little like high school recruiting profiles here on this website. So he was the number one cornerback in the country out of high school and the number four overall recruit of any position coming out of high school, and then had a big career at Georgia, too. So, you know, six foot two, big, long cornerback who can get up, put his hands on someone at the line of scrimmage. It's kind of what the Vikings are lacking at that Playing position. Playing with Seen, his college teammate back there. And yeah, the defensive some chemistry. Backfield. Makes some sense. Yeah. So there you go. There's your I mock. want a mock! Okay. mock! All right. All right, Declan, any, uh, any hot takes from you now that you've uh, come back from your vacation? Anything uh, you want to unleash or are you good? I, uh, I'm guessing you guys talked about it, but I am absolutely juiced for the uh, NFL quarterback Netflix documentary series featuring Kirk. <laughs> That's coming out here this summer. I yep. feel like, you know, and I finished full swing, by the way, on the flight down to North Carolina. I finished the last two episodes, so I'm, I'm all, I watched all season one basically in the last few weeks. And I feel like this is just me speculating and guessing. But I feel like the Kirk Cousins portion, to me, is going to remind me a lot of the Ian Poulter part of the full swing. Where Poulter is a little like, he's a little out there and flamboyant. He's definitely more like, is, 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 isn't afraid to say things and, and is a goofy guy. But he's he joined edgy, Live yeah. because of money, right? Because he like wanted his future kids and kids. He said that in the doc. Like, that's why I'm doing this. I'm up there in age. I only have a few years left. And really the only conflicting thing for him was that he's probably going to miss out in the Ryder Cup, which is the thing he's honestly kind of known the most for and the thing he performs the, the best at, no matter where he's fluctuating on tour rankings wins-wise. I'm curious just how Kirk is perceived in this upcoming documentary. And I know it's filmed through the course of 2022, but I'm just so curious how he's perceived. Because like you, you saw guys like Joel Dahman, who is now all of a sudden like the golf starling. Like I'm sure there, there's numerous people who never heard of him before watching this doc. And now they're like all uh, Joel Dahman fans. So I'm just curious how he's perceived when this thing comes out. Well, it's going to be weird, too, because this is going to come out in the summertime, it sounds like. So what? I don't think they've got a release date, but like May or June, July, maybe it's. I wonder if if it'll fill the gap between like that six week gap or something uh, before training camp starts. I could see that because they're looking for content, right? The draft is over and then OTA's mini camps. Yeah. yeah. Schedule release. They're kind of looking for like a June, July content hit MLB all-star break. Like there's some territory there. So whatever's going to happen with Kirk is probably going to have happened by then. I'd love to see it now. Wouldn't you guys? Oh yeah. They got all the footage. <laughs> yeah. Just let's, Oh yeah. Do you release it now? Let's yeah. get some more information here. What are we, In what fact, are we I'd like with? to see the talks between the cousins camp and the Vikings. Yeah. Which probably didn't happen in the off season, right? Are they right. still following these guys throughout like contract season? Or do you think, was it, was it uh, done at the done. end of the season? I bet it's done. I bet it's done. It, it will, yeah, 
it will premiere here according to the press release in the summer. So you're probably yeah. right, Phil. Interesting. Probably be July. Yep. All right. So uh, there you have another cornerback to the Vikings in uh, the mock draft roundup. So Thor, we're trying to figure out. So he's going to just be immersed in a company trip and combine stuff all week. So no Thor tomorrow, but we will get Thor on at some point, hopefully this week, even if we have to alter our schedules. Combine starts tomorrow, though. And this is Thor's. This is Thor's. Uh, <laughs> you know what this man. means? Boys, know. the offseason is oh. over. Yeah, it was a, it was a, well, there's two off seasons. There's like the two weeks between the Super Bowl and the combine. And then there's like the four weeks before training camp. I hate the, I hate July now because of that. Otherwise, there is no NFL off season. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily and also over on our other daily show, Mackie and Judd. See ya.